God bless everybody on this Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, we praise God for another opportunity to share the word of God. Amen. I was talking to the Lord um, the other day about something and just thanking him for what is really um, a privilege to um, share the word of God. Right. It's a privilege. Um, not anything that I believe anyone can say they are qualified to do. <laughs> I don't care where you go to school. Um, but by the power of God and by His Spirit, He equips those to do it. And so all glory goes to Him. Amen. It's not about how hard someone studies and all the rest of that, because if God's not in it, then it doesn't make any difference. Amen. And so um, all praise and all glory go to God for just the opportunity to share and, you know, to be used by him as a vessel through which he communicates. Yes. So that's the point. Um preacher teacher let me just say it in case no one has said it to you before um in such plain language nobody wants to hear you amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> glory to god that's the truth they want to hear the god in you amen right and um and even though they respond because god is coming through you always remember it's not you amen amen it's it's it's, it's the god in you and all glory and all praise be unto God. Amen. Amen. And so we praise God tonight um, just for the opportunity to, to share. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, tonight, um, I want to just follow the Lord in this and, and, and talk about after the resurrection. Um, because we have a tendency, especially in this country, to stick and move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we we get to like we 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 build up to something. We get there, mm -hmm. we stay there for a minute, then we move. True. Right. Um, you know, Christmas. We build up to Christmas. Celebrate Christmas. Then it's on to New Year. You know yes. what I mean? And then we build up to New Year, celebrate New Year. Then it's like, okay, what's next? You know, we do it with birthdays. We do it with anniversaries. We do it with all kinds of special occasions. And I think it's a part of the busy life style that we tend to have, especially in the Western part of the world. Um, and so, I, you know... We, we, we just celebrate, celebrated Easter, mm -hmm. Resurrection Sunday. And the tendency could be to stick and move and now go on to right. what's next. And then before we do that, the Spirit of the Lord just caught me and, and, and captured me and inspired me to say, to come tonight to talk about after the resurrection because i don't think we should move so quickly because easter quote unquote is over so you know how we do mm -hmm. if it's over now we're on to the next thing and resurrection sunday may be a few days in the past but how many of you know the power of it lives on forever amen. <laughs> glory to god amen and so I want to talk tonight about after the resurrection. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John, the Gospel of John, um, chapter 20. And we're going to start at verse 11. Um, and then we'll go a few other places tonight and believe that God will speak to us um, about after the resurrection. So let's look at John um, chapter 20, Gospel of John chapter 20, verse number 11. And it says, But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, 
she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? I just want to stop right there for a second and just say, notice that the angels and Jesus asked her the exact same question. See, angels know better. They don't improvise. They don't ad lib. <laughs> they just say what the Lord gave them to say. Yeah. Amen. There's no imp improvisation with angels. Preachers and teachers should learn something from that. Amen. Amen. Say what the Lord says for you to say. Amen. But Jesus say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Amen. Let's stop there. Praise God. And let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your holy name. Yes, glory God. to God. We, we, we lift up our hands and just give you glory. Yes, and Father, Father, we thank you thank for you tonight. Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity one more time to come and to study your word, to show yes, ourselves Lord. approved unto God, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Father, we can't do it on our own. Father, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, Father, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit will rest, rule, and abide with us during this time. will speak words of life unto us, O God. Strengthen yes, us in our most Father, holy faith. You, and through it, O God, that you will be glorified and magnified in our hearts and our minds and in our lives. Father, we thank you for what you're about to do, and we give you all praise for it. In Jesus', in name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 So we're talking about after the resurrection. And um, start wanted to start here because um, Mary Magdalene was uh, the first person to whom Jesus revealed himself after the resurrection. Praise God for that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, he, he spoke to her, a woman who at one point was possessed by seven demons. Yes. Amen. Uh, ministered to her during her life, cast those demons out of her. Um, and then, you know, spoke to her um, and, and, and gave her uh, the first sermon. Amen. Um, said, go tell Amen. the disciples. Amen. Amen. She had, she carried the first sermon of the new church. Amen. Amen. Uh, so somebody got to tell me why women can't preach. Somebody got to tell me because I don't, it is. <laughs> It don't line up with my Bible, amen. amen. He he amen. he gave her the first message yes. of the new yes. church, amen. amen. Um, but in any event, um, you know the thing I want you know is on my mind about this, and what and what I want to talk about is, you know, when Mary was was at the at the tomb, um, she was sad, right. Uh, verse 11 says she was weeping and, and, and talked about as she wept, as she stooped down. Um, she was looking into the tomb and she was sad. And and um, the angels even said, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, she was she was torn up. Yeah. And, you know, um, this is after the resurrection. Jesus is risen from the grave. But, you know, the tomb is empty and the disciples and. You know, later on, they didn't know what was going on either as they came to the tomb. And Mary didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's crying and she's sorrowful. And, you know, Jesus, you know, comes and stands next to her and she doesn't know it's him. Uh, she thinks he's the gardener. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. She thinks he's the gardener yeah. until he speaks her name. 
Yes. She even spoke to him saying, if you took him somewhere, let me know where he is and I'll go get him. <laughs> yes. You got to love the determination of, of, of Mary and the determination to to see Jesus and touch him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, I think about, um, you know, Joseph of Arimathea who went to Pilate. And I believe it's the Gospel of Mark that uses the word crave, that he craved the body of Jesus. Yeah. And he wanted to take the body of Jesus off the cross. I believe it's in the Gospel of Mark. But one of the Gospel writers say that he went to, to Pilate mm-hmm. and he craved the body of Jesus. Wow. And it's just an interesting word to use, mm-hmm. you know, and just it, it makes us wonder how many of us crave Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know you crave ice cream. I know you crave pizza with pepperoni. I know we can crave Popeye's chicken sandwich and all the rest of that stuff. But do we crave Jesus? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Jesus. Have you ever thought about your desire as a craving? Um, you know, and so you, you look at that sometimes and we can see ourselves in the Bible and it could be a mirror for us, you know, and we look at it and go, Ooh, am I like that? Like sometimes we look at the disciples when they kind of mess up and we kind of snicker, you know, with our spiritual superiority, you know what I mean? Look at them. They don't even believe Jesus (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. You know, we can get a little spiritually arrogant, but how many times do we get spiritually chastened? And see, if, you, if, if, if we read the Bible without getting spiritually chastened, then we're not reading the Bible with humility. Yes. Because there should be things in this word that chasten us. There should be some yes. things in this word that make us go, ooh, I don't do that. You know what I mean? There should be some things that let us know that we got to up our game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think when, when we see things and we read things like Joseph of Arimathea craving the body of Jesus, we need to ask ourselves, do I desire Jesus to the point of craving? Would somebody describe my desire for the wow. Lord as a craving, right? And that's something that we, 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 we you know need to think about. And I I raise that in this context because Mary is like, you know, she's a a woman. I don't know how big she is. I don't know how strong she is or whatever. But Mm -hmm. she's saying to the gardener, who she thinks is the gardener, look, just let me know where Jesus is and I'll go get him. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? Like she said, like, I'm going to carry him back here myself. I'll take care of him. Just point me in the direction of him. And that's one of those things where it's like she doesn't even care. And, you know, I don't know if she could lift Jesus up or not. Yes. But how many of you know, if, if if it really was about going to get the body of Jesus, then we're talking about dead weight. And how many of you know yes. dead weight is heavy weight? Yes. Amen. Amen. I mean, sometimes I remember all those times I used to, you know, when our kids used to fall asleep <laughs> on the floor. Yes. And oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me. Babe, do you remember all those times early in our marriage? When you used to fall asleep, you used to fall asleep on the couch. Yep. And I would carry you, you all the time. into the bed. Or you probably was falling asleep on purpose. But <laughs> to wanted me to carry you. I would carry you into the bedroom. And I could just let you know that sometimes, even with your kid, if you have the, your kid, when they sleep, you know how they sleep and their head just hang back <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just out to the world. That weight is heavyweight. Yes, yes. And and so she told me, I'm going to go get the body of Jesus. She didn't care. That was how much she desired mm. just to be able to lay her hands on him, to touch him. Yes. And it just is something for us to say, hey, is, is that the way we desire the Lord? Do we crave him like Joseph of Arimathea? Do we, are we willing to do whatever it takes? To lay our hands on yes. as the way Mary was. But but here again, the focus is, is on Jesus because he spoke unto her and he said, Mary. And then she immediately was filled with joy. She called him Rabboni and then she was, you know, ready to hug him and, and, and just, right, not let him go. And he, to the point where he said, touch me not, you know, don't don't cling to me, right? Because, you know, I, I, I have to, you know, I, I still have to go to my father. Yeah. And, and and so after the resurrection, one of the things I just want to touch on is how Jesus comforted Mary. Right. That that that, you know, yeah, we could talk about Jesus rose from the grave and he kind of with all power in his hands. But he's a powerful God. And yet he's a gentle God, too, yes. because he comforted, comforted Mary. 
And so how many people tonight, amen, uh, you, you may have already accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, you know, your salvation is, is secure, yes. right? Mm -hmm. But you still may need comfort. Yes. Amen. Yeah. You still may need, you know, a, a kind word. You, you, you still may need someone to understand. You still may need, you know, God to dry your eyes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Um, you know, she was crying. She was sorrowful. And, and, and Jesus didn't chastise her, stop your crying, why don't you believe? No, he comforted her. Yeah. And he didn't comfort her by dressing her down and telling her stuff. He comforted her by calling her name. He comforted her by, by just being there. He comforted her by his mere presence. He, he comforted her. And why? Because our God is a comforter. Amen. Paul said in, in, in Second Corinthians, no, in First Corinthians chapter 2, where he's, he calls him the God of all comfort. Yes. Right, yes. who comforts us? Right, He's the God of all comfort who yes. comforts us. Amen. That's who Jesus is, right? And so, after the resurrection, one of the first things we see Jesus doing mm -hmm. is comforting, comforting someone who's sorrowful. If you're sorrowful tonight, remember that that one of the first things Jesus did after the resurrection mm. was comfort, right? Yes. Someone who was sorrowful. You know, and, and, and it's just in keeping with David said, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right. But thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. God comforts us. Um, in fact, in Isaiah, in Isaiah 51, just turn there real quickly. In Isaiah 51, um, verse 12. The Lord says, I, even I am he that comforts you. Mm -hmm. Amen. God says, I'm the one who comforts you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that someone else can't comfort you. But to the extent they're comforting you, they're comforting you through the Lord. In fact, Paul said that we're able to comfort others through the comfort that we receive from him. Yeah. But he's the God of what? All oh, comfort. comfort. So that means whatever comforting I can give to yes. you is God's comfort, right? Yes. He's the God of what? All comfort. All comfort, mm -hmm. right? So I can't comfort you without God playing a role in it. Because yes. I have no comfort if God has all the comfort. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but but we see here that one of the first things that that Jesus did um, after the resurrection was that he comforted comforted Mary who was sorrowful. Um, Psalm one forty seven and and three says he he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Glory to God, Amen. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And so when we talk about after the resurrection, just want to highlight a couple of things. And the first thing we see Jesus doing is comforting someone who was sorrowful. Praise God for that. Amen. Um, let's turn to Luke um, chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And here um, uh, Jesus comes across two disciples who were on their way to Emmaus. So the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Yeah. And in Luke 24, verse 13, it says, And behold, two of them went that same day. What same day? The day that Jesus got up from the grave. But this is post-resurrection, though, mm -hmm. right? How do we know? Well, let's keep reading. They went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? So once again, he comes across someone, mm -hmm. you know, he comes across those who are sad. And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass in these days? And Jesus said unto them, what things? <laughs> now, <laughs> Jesus knows everything. Yes. But God still asks questions. Mm -hmm. Right? Adam, where art thou? Yeah. God still asks questions. But, but, but let's not believe that because God asks questions, he doesn't know the answer. Mm 
Right. Many times he's asking questions so that we can hear the answer come out of our mouth, right? It's not that he doesn't know. He knows everything. But he'll ask you a question, right? Hagar, right? Where are you, where you come from and where are you going? That's what the angel of the Lord asked her. God knows everything. But he'll ask questions so you can pretty much tell on yourself. And maybe sometimes yeah. you can hear yourself saying certain things and know, ooh, I can't do that. Or he'll say, he'll use your words, and now that it's out your mouth, it's out in the open, and now he can deal with it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So he said, what things? And they say unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. See, this is this already happened. And we trusted that he, that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. This is still mm -hmm. Resurrection Sunday. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished which were early at the sepulchre, talking about Mary and the other women that went there. And when they found not his body, they came, saying they had also seen a vision of angels, which said he was alive. Mm -hmm. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even as so the women had said. But they saw him not. And then Jesus said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? and to enter into his glory. Mm -hmm. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning themselves. And then it says, he was acting as if he was going to go further. And they mm -hmm. said to him, no, stay with us. Right. Right. And, you know, they went. he went into the house with them. And they went, They sat down to eat, verse 30. He took mm -hmm. bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to them. And it says in verse 31, and their eyes were opened yes. and they knew him and they vanished and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us yes. while he talked with us in the way and while he opened the scriptures to us? Now, so he, and these, this is the second time, because see, we see the, we see the chronology. Mm -hmm. He, he spoke to Mary first. And the disciples on the road to Emmaus actually recount what happened right. earlier that morning by saying the women went there early. Mm -hmm. They told the other disciples. We know that Peter and John ran to the tomb and found it to be empty. Mm -hmm. The disciples on the road to Emmaus are talking about that. But it's the same day. Right. They're saying it happened this morning. And now later on in the day, Jesus makes his second appearance. Right. Recorded appearance anyway. And he does it to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They were sad too. But not only were they sad, they were confused. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. They know what they heard. We, we just thought he was the Messiah. But he got crucified. And then he was gone. And, and Mary and the other women were there. The disciples ran there. And, we, and Jesus was like, <laughs> Didn't you, don't you know? But he then started to speak to them. And it says that beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded. He taught them all the scriptures concerning yeah. themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and then after he was finished, they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke to us? Amen. And while he opened up the scriptures. And, what, and so what did Jesus do? He, he took these, these two disciples who were sad, who were confused. Yes. And he cleared up their confusion. Yes. Glory to God in heaven. So we're talking about our, our, our risen Savior. He first speaks to sorrow. Now he's speaking to confusion. Glory Jesus. to God. Aren't yes. you glad about that? That we have a Savior who will clear up our confusion, right? Who will speak to us, who will teach us, who will show us some things, who will reveal some things unto us, right? Uh, uh, he, he, he cleared up things. The Bible says what? The entrance of your word brings light. Light, right, to dispel darkness. Darkness is symbolic of confusion, yes. among other things, right? Sometimes people say, oh, I'm just in the dark about what to do. What are they saying? I don't have an answer. I don't have a clue. I don't, I can't see my way through. I'm in the dark. Well, well, when Jesus speaks and he speaks 
words of life. His his word uh, brings light into the situation, right? Yes. And how many of you know light brings heat? That's why they're able to say, did not our hearts burn? Revelation yes. burns within us. Jesus. Jeremiah says that, that your word was like fire yes. shut up in my bones. See, that the word of God, is, it brings revelation. It yes. brings heat. It brings light, right? And it dispels confusion. And so we see... The second thing we see Jesus doing after the resurrection is dispelling confusion yes. and bringing revelation. Who tonight needs some revelation? Amen. Who tonight needs to know an answer to a, a problem, a situation, something's yes. going on. You don't quite know what to do. Don't despair. Amen. Our risen Savior dispels confusion. He yes. brings light. Amen. He brings revelation. He brings inspiration. Amen. He brings godly ideas. He brings witty inventions. Our God just, amen. Ooh. This is our yes. Savior. Amen. Yes. This is our Savior. And this is him after the resurrection. Glory Jesus. to God. Amen. This is him after the resurrection. And so he's going to speak to those who are, you know, brokenhearted. He's going to comfort those who are sorrowful. And he's also going to bring revelation and light to those who are sitting in darkness and in confusion. Yes. I love uh, 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 what it says, baby, in um, the book of Exodus during the, the plagues when God, you know, put a darkness on Egypt that was so dark you could feel it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's some real darkness right there. But but it said, but there was light. Yes. In the house of the children of Israel, yes. amen. Uh, amen. And the children of God. See, see, see. Listen, it might be dark out there, but we have the we have the benefit and the blessing and the heritage of light, amen. amen. And so, if somebody say, "Oh, I don't know what to do," understand that's not your heritage, and yes. don't live below your privilege. You have the privilege of light, light. amen. The Lord is my light. light. And my salvation. Glory to God. Amen. And so we praise God for that. Amen. That he dispels confusion. So if you don't know what to do tonight, you're struggling with a decision, don't despair. Just go to, you know, amen, the God who can give light, who can give amen. revelation, who can dispel confusion and, and, and darkness. Amen. Um, let's go back to John chapter 20. Let's go back to John chapter 20. We're talking about after the resurrection, amen? Some, some, too many people want to be real fast and go on. Easter's over. No, listen, after the resurrection, some great things happen. Amen. Amen. And some revealing things happen about our risen Savior that we can just hold on to as we go through this life's journey. Amen. Um, so let's go. Let's continue with John chapter 20. We left off at verse 19, 18. So let's go to verse 19. But it says there, then the same day at evening, Jesus was busy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when he got up, Jesus was busy. He comforted Mary. He dispelled the confusion of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And he wasn't done yet. Yeah. Now it's evening. Yeah. Now it's evening the same day. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, so same day, when the doors were shut up, where the disciples were assembled, why? For fear of the Jews. They were afraid. They killed Jesus. Yeah. They, they come after us next. Mm -hmm. Right? So they, they, their fear of the Jews. And it says, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, peace be unto you. Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus. And when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said unto them again. Peace be unto you. How many of you know two is the number of the witness? Amen. Mm -hmm. God said by, you know, two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Yeah. So when he said peace twice, he was establishing their peace. Yeah. It's one thing to say it once. Amen. But he's letting them know. I mean, his word, once he says something, that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. Forever your word is settled in heaven. But for us. The whole verily, verily, you know what I mean? Things when, yeah. when Jesus does the thing, Martha, Martha, right? Those types of double calls for us, letting us know, oh, he's establishing something right yeah. here. And he was establishing their peace. He told them the second time, right? Second time he says, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them. Glory to God. And saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. 
Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Yeah. So now we see, this is the third thing. The third time we see Jesus interacting mm -hmm. with someone recorded in the Bible. On Resurrection Sunday, <laughs> after the resurrection. And what is he doing here? What does he do? He finds his disciples mm -hmm. behind locked doors, fearful for their mm -hmm. lives. So he finds them fearful. And what does he do? He speaks peace unto them. Glory to Jesus. God. Amen. How many people are afraid tonight? Afraid of what might happen? Afraid if you're going to have your job? Afraid if the landlord's going to kick you out? Afraid if they're going to repossess your car? Afraid about someone's health? Afraid, you know, what's going on with mom or what's going on with dad, you know, because they're getting up in age and they're not feeling too good these yes. days. Or afraid yes. about your kid because yes. maybe they, they, they get into that age where they're, you know, they're, they're starting to buck up a little bit too much. Maybe they're running the streets or whatever. Afraid of the virus. Afraid of, you know, we have things that could, amen, that, that can sometimes get us going in a turmoil and get us in a tizzy, right? But after the resurrection, Jesus found some people who were afraid too. And what did he do? He gave them a double, amen, uh, commandment of peace in their life, yes. amen. In other yes. words, he came and he eased their fears, amen. Yes. And so glory to God that we have a savior who, you know, got up from the grave and didn't now just want to say, well, now I told you and I'm God. And then, you know, it, he was still right. mindful. He was still kind. He was, hey man, he was still ministering to needs. And here he was erasing fears, right? Yes. We know God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but that doesn't mean that we don't get afraid. Amen. Just yes. means that God didn't give us that thing. Amen. But sometimes we get afraid, don't we? Sometimes we get afraid. You know, some people are afraid that their spouse is cheating on them. Some people are afraid, amen, of what their kid is going to do once they go away to college. Yes. Can we can we just be true about it? Amen. How many of you are afraid the first time, glory to God, when your, your teenager got their driver's license because you at once are celebrating and, and, and at the same time you're going, oh my God. Yes. Amen. Because now they, they have the legal right to drive by themselves. And how many of you have ever been there where that first time? Yes, Jesus. Your kid walks out the door without you because up until then you were in the car with them. You were even a little afraid then too mm -hmm. as they were driving on the road because you know how dangerous these roads can be. You you know how inconsiderate drivers Jesus. can be. You know how careless drivers can be. And so you it's not so much you're concerned about your kid and what they're going to do, but you're concerned about them other drivers. And now they got their license and they go out there. Don't tell me no fear comes on that thing right there. Amen. If somebody know what I'm talking about, when your kid goes out for the first time on the road by herself, by himself, oh, you just counting the time till they come back. And when you hear that car coming back in the driveway or parking on the street, you just go, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But God, Jesus knows that even though the father didn't give us fear, we still can get afraid. And he comes and he speaks peace. Oh, yes. He speaks peace to our fear. So someone tonight, if you're afraid of whatever it is, you got a God who speaks peace. Amen. Yes. Jesus is yes. the Prince Amen. of Peace. Amen. He said, my peace I give to you. And the peace I give, not like the world gives. Yes. I got a special kind of peace. I got a peace that passes all understanding. Yes. I call it a peace that makes no sense. Amen. Because right, we can't understand it, right? It just makes no sense to us. Yes. But it's a peace that he can speak to us. And so this is what he did after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. He spoke peace to those who were troubled. And not only did he speak peace in order to address their fear, he then breathed on them. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? He empowered them. Mm -hmm. What did he say? Receive thee the Holy Ghost. I mean, if you know, after after you after that you receive the Holy Ghost. Yes. What you shall have power. Power. Amen. Yeah. And so he he spoke to those who were fearful. He eased their fears, but didn't even stop there. He then empowered them. Mm -hmm. So if you're fearful tonight, know that, that God can erase your fears and empower you yes. in one sitting. Glory to God. Amen. You, you can go before God fearful 
Amen. And rise up encouraged and strengthened in your spirit and empowered yes. to run through troops and leap over walls. Amen. Because he empowers us as well. And that's what he did. This is his third exchange. Mm -hmm. And this is after the resurrection yeah. on the same day. Yes. Now let's continue in John 20. Let's go to John 20 and 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails, and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. Yeah. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, What? Peace be unto you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Then he said to who? To Thomas. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. Yes. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. First of all, understand that. So, so this is now eight days later. Mm -hmm. It's after the resurrection. After resurrection Sunday is eight days later, and he came back. And, and a couple of things here: one, he came back just for Thomas, because mm -hmm. Thomas had told him, "I ain't believing nothing until I see and can put and thrust. I ain't believing anything." <laughs> right. And Jesus came back eight days later. Just for, Just for Thomas. Come Jesus, on, somebody. Jesus. We got a God who will give us special attention. Mm -hmm. Amen. You may not get special attention from people around you. You know, sometimes you want special attention from your husband. And you want special attention from your wife. You want special attention from your parents. You want special attention. And sometimes <laughs> we want special attention, don't we? Yeah. I mean, there's times. I mean, you just want to feel special. You want someone to give you some special attention. Well, I want you to know something. We got a Savior who gives us special attention. Amen. Amen. Glory to God in heaven. He gives us special attention. He came back just for Thomas. Yes. Amen. He came back yes. just for Thomas to give him some special attention. Amen. And, and also to minister unto him. He, he came back to Thomas to erase his doubts. Because I know we talk about doubting Thomas and all the rest of that. And some people say it's okay to doubt. Well, God says the just shall live by faith, okay? So I don't know about it's okay to doubt. That's like almost saying it's okay to sin. We let, Let's just say this. We do doubt. Amen. We don't have to beat ourselves up because of doubt. Because the blood covers doubt. But we don't want to live a doubting life. Jesus said to him, don't be faithless. Be believing. God's looking for believers. They that come to the Lord must believe that he is. Amen. Glory Amen. to God for that. And so, and, and even in James, right? It says, listen, if you need wisdom, ask God. Mm -hmm. Right? But mm -hmm. ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Yes. Don't go back and forth because that man doesn't, is not going to receive anything, anything from God. So Jesus came to erase his doubts because the just shall live by faith. We all have doubts sometimes. Mm -hmm. Amen. We doubt. Sometimes we doubt the word. You know what I mean? Because we don't know or we doubt God because certain things aren't happening or things did happen that we yes. never thought would happen in our lifetime. Yes. And we go, but God, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to protect me. I thought you were going to provide for me. I thought you were going to heal me. I thought you, right? And we can get to that place. Yes. But, 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 but God doesn't want us staying in a place of doubt. He wants us in a place of faith, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? Yes. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many of you know you aren't going to diligently seek God if your heart is racked with doubt? Amen. And so he wants to remove the doubt so now you can have a hunger and thirst for righteousness and receive the promise of being filled. Right? Amen. They that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And so he, he came to give Thomas special attention, yes. to deal with him personally. See, that's the thing you love about God, that, that he hears the prayers of the whole world. But yet when you're talking, he's giving you special attention. Yeah. How does he do that? I don't know. He's just God. He can listen to me and give me special attention while at the same time he's listening to you and giving you special attention. He's God. 
Right? Yes. But he gives us mm-hmm. special attention. Amen. Amen. We're the apple of his eye. Our, our names he uh, written in, in the palm of his hands. Yes. I mean, we're just special to God. And so, so go to God and know that you're not an intruder. Come boldly. Come before the Father. Amen. You call him Abba Father. Call him Daddy. Call him, hey, you can come, right? Yes. Because you're special to him. The other thing I like about this, and we're going to move on to our last one, but 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 he came eight days later, mm-hmm. and eight is the number of new beginnings, amen? Seven days in a week, right? The next day, you add one, that's eight, it's a new week, right? It's the new yes. beginning, amen? And, and, you know, right? It, when when you, if you had leprosy or whatever, you had to stay out the camp eight days, right? Yes. If it's cleansed, you stay out eight days. Miriam had to stay out eight days. They stay out eight days, then you come back, right? Yes. New beginning. Uh, there were eight people on the on the ark. Mo, uh, Noah and his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Yes. God was starting over. He started over with what? He started over with eight people. Eight Eight's people. the number of new beginnings. And so, so here Jesus comes saying to Thomas, I'm giving you a new beginning. You, you used to be doubting Thomas, but I'm giving you a new beginning. Jesus. So we have a God after resurrection who's interested in giving you a new beginning. Jesus. Amen. Erasing doubts, erasing fears, Comforting you in your sorrow, dispelling confusion, and giving you a new beginning. Glory to God for that. Amen. So we're just talking about after the resurrection. Glory to God. We ain't moving so fast past the resurrection and forgetting, you know, and not spending some time for how did Jesus act after the resurrection? Because he's showing us something. Amen. He's showing us something and saying, listen, yeah, I know today's Wednesday after Resurrection Sunday, but oh, look at these things he's doing and find comfort and strength from it. Amen. Lastly, amen, we're going to get ready to close here. Let's go to, um, let's stay in the Gospel of John, go to John uh, chapter 21. And it says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise he showed himself. Um, They were together, Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana of Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples. So there were seven of them. Amen. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. <laughs> Glory to God. Peter just said, I'm going fishing. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and they say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught what? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you know. So many times we try things and it don't work, right? Yeah. We so many, you know, how many things have you tried in your life that didn't work? Jesus. Brought you back nothing. Jesus. You put a lot of time into you put a lot of time into that business. Nothing. You put a lot of time into that ministry. Yeah. Nothing. Jesus. You put a lot of time into that relationship. Nothing. Nothing. Amen. I mean, you know, it's just failure. How many people have failed mm-hmm. at stuff? Amen. Nothing. Not something. There's a little bit to show for it. Nothing. nothing. Amen. <laughs> they kept nothing. Hmm. But when the morning was now come, yes, Jesus. Jesus. We can stop right there. We don't got to read the sentence no more. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Last night, nothing. Verse four, but when the morning was now come, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> We can just stop right there. Yeah. It's like it's like saying I am, right? Who who is who should I say? You just tell them I am. I am what? No, no, no. Just I am. Right? <laughs> right. And sometimes we can just stop right there. Amen. But we'll continue. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Third time somebody didn't know it was Jesus, right? Verse five. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? <laughs> they answered him. No. And he said unto them, cast a net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. <laughs> See, sometimes we just on the wrong side of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just on the wrong side. <laughs> Amen. He just said, cast it on the right side. You just on the wrong side. Some of us just need to change sides. Amen. Jesus. You running with some folk, you just need to change sides. Amen. And it's because he God ain't on that side. Amen. You just need to change sides. He said, he said, cast your, your net on the right side of the ship. Jesus. And they and you shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were able to draw 
they were not able to draw it in for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved says unto Peter, it's the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt or he put on his fisher's coat, for he was naked. I mean, you know, he had just taken it off. Amen. Mm -hmm. They weren't. Amen. And did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, excuse me, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus says unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up, drew the net full of great fishes, 150 and 3, uh, for, for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said to them, Come and dine. He said, Well, come and have some breakfast. Mm -hmm. And none of them asked who he was. And then Jesus then cometh and taketh the bread and giveth them fish likewise. And so, this is the last thing that we're going to talk about tonight after the resurrection where we see Jesus interacting with his disciples and with others. And here we can just note how Jesus satisfied their need, mm -hmm. right? They had tried to do something and came away with nothing. And he just spoke a word and he prospered them. And now they have more than enough. See, that that's our God. He, he can, he's a God who can look at not enough and even look at nothing and turn it into yeah. more than enough simply by his word. But he satisfies our needs, right? They went out there to fish. They went out there to catch some fish. And their efforts were frustrated. How many people's efforts have been frustrated? Amen. Amen. You know, your efforts have been frustrated. They haven't, they haven't yielded the fruit that you expected. When they went out that night, they expected to catch some fish. They're experienced fishermen. And yet they caught nothing. Their efforts were frustrated. Yes, Jesus. And Jesus spoke into their futility. He spoke into their frustration. And by a word, changed everything. everything. Just changed everything. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, the prophet Jeremiah, God said in Jeremiah, he said, he said, you know, he said, uh, I teach you how to profit and lead you in the way that you should go. Mm -hmm. See, some of us are just going the wrong way. Some of us are just on the wrong side of something. Jesus said, put it on the right side. <laughs> God is saying, follow me. I'll, sh I'll, sh I'll, t I'll show you the way to go. Yes. And, and I'll profit you and I'll satisfy your needs. God says he satisfies needs according to what? His riches and glory right. in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so he satisfied their need. The other thing I want to say as we're closing is this. When they got to the shore, Jesus already had some bread and some fish cooking. <laughs> Right, right. It said he. It says they would come to land. Verse nine. Yeah. They saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Yeah. Jesus was already cooking. Yeah. We'll talk another time about Jesus knows how to cook. Amen. <laughs> but you know how to cook. <laughs> but he's cooking. Amen. And he fed them. He says, "Come and dine." Yes. And I, for me, that just spoke to my heart from the from from something we don't talk about a lot and that is kindness he was just kind to them they were out there all night got nothing not only did he turn that around but they were tired and everything else and he came and he has a meal ready for them yes, and he's he gonna cook. i mean mm -hmm. come on somebody we have a God who's kind. Yes. Amen. I know we don't talk Amen. about kindness all that much. And, you know, in this world, people don't have time to be kind. We too busy. It's like we 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 excuse being rude and curt with people because we busy. Right? Everybody's busy. And nobody has time to be kind. Amen. To just be nice. Amen. Amen. But we have a God who's kind. Yes. Who's gentle. Amen. And, and how many times you just need that sometimes? You just need somebody to treat you nice. nice. Right. Amen. You go out there, you have a hard day. You come home and, you know, the, the DMV person treating you like a piece of garbage and people overlooking you here, the boss yelling at you, people honking their horns at you, dogs barking <laughs> yeah. at you. And Man. you just want somebody to treat you nice. nice. Jesus. We have a God who just treat us nice. Amen. Amen. He just will talk to us with kindness, look after our needs, supply our needs, 
Turn our lack into plenty. Amen. Turn our failures into triumph. Mm -hmm. And just treat us nice. Amen. Yeah. And so I just wanted to just take a break and, and, and say, wait a minute, before we go so fast and get on to the next holiday or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That let's let's stop and see what our Lord and Savior did after he got up. Yes. Amen. And we just took a little bit of a journey. And this is just a little bit, amen. Paul talked about how he appeared to the 500 and he appeared to Peter and he, right? Mm -hmm. But we, as we just look here, amen, he comforted Mary, amen. Yeah. He, he erased the, the doubt and confusion of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, gave them revelation. Uh, you know, he, he, he dispelled the fears of, of, of his disciples and breathed power yes. into their lives. Amen. He gave Thomas a new beginning, took away his doubts, amen, um, but also paid him special attention in, in, in doing so. And here with the seven disciples, he turned their futility, their failure, their frustration yes. into triumph, into victory. And then he topped it off with some kindness and fed them breakfast. Amen. Amen. This is the Savior that we served. And this is something that as we read the scriptures after the resurrection, I believe we can take some comfort and strength and joy from. Amen. Yes. Amen. Glory to God in heaven. We serve an awesome yes. God. Amen. Amen. An awesome Savior. And we just want to give him glory tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your yes, name. Father, glory to God. And we just thank, thank you for Jesus. Jesus. He just just continues to amaze us and, yes, and just cause you, us to love him even the more. And so, Father, we just thank you for what you have shown us tonight by your spirit. And yes, Father God, Father. how you just um, continue to speak words of encouragement and hope and strength into our lives. And so, Father God, we receive it all now by yes, faith. And we Lord, thank you, thank God, you, for Jesus. it in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray now tonight that you will bless those, oh God, who uh, were able to join us tonight and even those who will join later on, oh God. Just yes. bless them exceedingly abundantly above all that they ask or think according to the power that worketh in them. And Father, I just thank you, God, that you are God who overflows our Cups. Yes, Father. And Father, we give you the praise and the thanks for the overflow in Jesus' name. In Jesus now, God, name. be with us on this night. Continue yes, to rest and abide with us. Jesus. Bless us in our homes and wherever we may be. And Father God, we just thank you for your continued presence in our life. You yes. are truly a wonder in our soul. Yes. And we give you all praise tonight. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen tonight. Amen. Praise God bless you tonight. Um and continue to be encouraged and inspired, amen, um, yes. and, and, and read your word and find comfort in the scriptures, amen, Amen. because uh, there you will find the Lord. So God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next time. Amen.